the upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. All right. This is New Generation Declassified. And of course, you're listening to an all-new New Generation Declassified here on the two-man power trip of wrestling's podcasting empire. If you didn't know by now, my name is Chad, but every single week we take that journey back in time and we go back and look at the finer days of professional wrestling. And of course, I'm talking about the new generation era of the World Wrestling Federation, where the newer stars took center stage. This week, we have the opportunity to welcome in a guest, fellow uh, podcast aficionado, fellow podcast producer, creator. Uh, This time, we're taking a specific look into the dead man, The Undertaker, as we welcome the hosts of the Collecting Dead Man podcast, Mr. Stephen Z, joining me tonight. Stephen, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Thank you for having me on, taking you on a journey to the dark side. (laughs) Absolutely. The dark side, the dead man, the phenom, you know, the the, the master of the WWF locker room. Uh, Before we get into your show concept, and why you do the Collecting Dead Man podcast. Talk about The Undertaker. What made you kind of gear yourself towards the man from Death Valley? Sure, sure. Um, Well, it all started on a very late evening uh, back in uh, December 1998. I was about six years old and staying up way past my bedtime and uh, happened upon a episode of Monday Night Raw. And what made this episode so special it was the episode where The Undertaker sacrificed Stone Cold Steve Austin on his symbol. And just that imagery of the lighting and the music and The Undertaker standing there, you know, tattooed, rolling his eyes back, uh, surrounded by Paul Bearer, uh, the Druids, and all that imagery, it immediately captured my imagination and my attention. And ever since then, I wanted, you know, just coming off that episode of Monday Night Raw, I wanted to know more about this guy. You know, I wanted to um, just become more of a fan of his. And what is it, like 23 years later, I'm still here. The one thing we say about wrestling is that it sucks you in at that early age and it starts Mm -hmm. to shape you know, you as a uh, and a personality that you get, and this time, you know, you focus in on the Undertaker, but obviously, there's there's other people who feel the same way about Stone Cold Steve Austin. They feel the same sure. way about Hulk Hogan. They feel the same way about so many other superstars. But the Undertaker is the guy who crosses the boundaries. So you picked him up in '98. I mean, I remember when he came in in '90 uh, or 1990 at Survivor Series. You know, there's people that started watching when he was the American Badass. There's people that started watching when he was on that iconic run in the uh, the early part of the uh, the 2010s the late 2000s 2010s mm-hmm. and then there's people who still know him now you know and just started watching yeah. wrestling not too long ago when he's had such a presence but the collecting dead man aspect of your fandom so what is what is collecting dead man podcast and what are you like about collecting the dead man well um you know ever since i was young and getting into wrestling i always loved the uh, merchandise the action figures and, you know, I had my figure feds, you know, playing with the figures. And as I grew older, I got more into collecting it uh, mint on card, having, a, you know, a nice collection 
um, building out a uh, entire collection display. And, um, you know, just a few years ago, I thought to myself, you know, I think I'm going to be on the path of trying to collect every piece of Undertaker action figures and trying to at least a piece of all his memorabilia merchandise, you know, just to have a, a um, you know, the Im uh, immense Undertaker collection. Because, you know, as you said, it's a wrestler that really uh, crosses the boundaries and makes you a fan. And, you know, it happens people with Stone Cold, Hulk Hogan, anybody. And since Undertaker was my guy, it's been that way ever since I started. I thought, you know, it'd be nothing better than to devote an entire collection to him. And so that's where the podcast idea came from, you know, finding all these different pieces of merchandise, memorabilia, adding it to my collection, uh, talking about different memories, uh, different matches of his, and, uh, you know, just connecting with people in the podcast world and in the fan, uh, wrestling fandom world of sharing stories and experiences of the undertaker as well can't uh, can't beat that yeah i mean look I, I hear you on connecting with the the fellow podcasters because uh you know again that's how i found you is i'm just looking for interesting guests that can bring something to the table for this era that again has a lot of hate towards it you know there's a lot of trash talked about the new generation era but the undertaker thankfully was such a key part of this new generation era yeah, uh, but this is an era where the merchandise is mm, a little harder to kind of track down because yeah, there agree. wasn't much during this 93 to early 97 route. Now, the one thing he had the benefit of was that he was a part of the golden era. So he's in the 90 to 92 range. You, there's a ton of Undertaker merchandise, trading cards, action figures, magazines, posters, mm -hmm. uh, you know, tumblers glasses undertaker made his way around in a short amount of time yeah and then when you get to 97 obviously that's where they started to get the jack slice and thing ramped up different versions of the undertaker then wwe is starting to handle more of their merchandise there's a ton of undertaker branded merchandise for the attitude era but during this small about four and a half year window there's some stuff that we know of but there's also not that much available so Let's single, single out this era specifically. Do you have anything in your collection presently? And are there any items you're looking to obtain from this 93 to 97 window? Well, like you said, you know, a lot, of, uh, a lot of the items I have during this era, you know, it has to do with like the Just Toys Bendums and the, um, the Jack's Bone Crunchers Series 1, Series 2. That's where it just started off in like 96. Yep. Um, you know, it's... And like you said, he has a lot of merchandise in like the beginning part of 93, like the the keychains, the mugs, the hats. And then it kind of trickles out. You know, there's not a lot of things besides maybe shirts and hats that they produce during this time frame. And, you know, I'm not one to collect shirts or um, pants or any type of uh, clothing material, uh, but there is like, there's a few things that are really produced during this time. Like there's a really cool looking Undertaker hat. That's like a, a stitch design of him with the, the hands over his chest. That's a really cool piece uh, that I would love to have in my collection. Uh, but really the only stuff that I really have in my collection of this time frame is like the stuff that I don't know if you know about this stuff, but it was like released with the Coliseum videos. 
Yeah. Uh, the like the bookmarks, the stamps, the stickers. That's basically like, like, and, and besides shirts and pants, you know, that's like the tangible merchandise that was only like really released for him during this time frame. You're talking to the right guy when it comes to Coliseum videos. That's another <laughs> I had a feeling. venture of uh, of your buddy the Chadster here. I do a uh, a little series called Coliseum Chad that digs into the history of Coliseum video. It's uh, sitting on its fourth episode that hasn't been released, and there's a little clamoring for it, but we're not ready put it out yet so i will mm. leave the cliffhanger for my new generation <laughs> declassified audience uh on coliseum chad but yeah you're exactly right those bookmarks the postcards you know the little stickers the tattoos yeah. he didn't always get the nod right he was always either one of the four or five or they capped it at diesel razor ramon Shawn michaels and bret hart yeah. and and when we make our top five i always have those four guys and then undertaker as the as the fifth guy and sometimes he was the odd man out have you seen that a lot in those kind of um compiled uh, releases of the the superstar merchandise that undertaker didn't always get the nod i yeah you're exactly right um you know they tend to focus you know of course Shawn michaels bret hart and then diesel and razor ramon um you even see that uh in the jacks two packs you know there's two packs of yep. bret hart and Owen Hart, uh, yeah. Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Diesel, Razor Ramon. You know, Undertaker doesn't get a two-pack. Um, you know, just toys the Bendham Series 1. It's Razor Ramon, it's Diesel, it's Bret Hart. You know, Undertaker misses Series 1. They put him in Series 2. Uh, so, I, you know, he, he is always the odd man out. Um, probably due to, you know, maybe he's, you know, too dark. So they didn't want, you know, they focus on the more people with the more color to the characters. Right. Uh, you know, Diesel was, you know, he was coming off a championship reign, so he was a champion at this time. Uh, Bret Hart, you know, he's he's the fan favorite. Uh, and so it's like Undertaker always, he's either included in a five or he just misses the mark, like you said. So, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, and it's very weird, too, because then you also have, uh, you know, on the flip side of it, just kind of tied to him with the Just Toys Bendems, which we did a, a whole episode of New Generation Declassified on Just Toys Bendems, uh, I don't know, it's about a year and a half ago. Um, Paul Bearer also kind of got the diss that he got included in the uh, the ring of the, mm -hmm. the Bendems, but then was like, wasn't he replaced almost immediately when they, when they reissued the ring? And I think somebody else got put in there over even Paul Bearer. Yeah, you know, it's like they released them in like the new generation ring, and I think they re-released the ring in like the uh, couple times, and I think they just you know removed him entirely, being a added addition. No offense to the to the legendary Paul Bear, but of you course, know, I don't think that that's really wetting the whistle of the old uh, you know figure purchaser in 1996, <laughs> 1997 is to get the little bendum Paul Bearer that wasn't really going to bend much. That's right. A, That's right. A very heavy piece of uh, of putty or whatever the hell they use, uh, but it seems like in more recent years that era of Undertaker has gotten a shitload of merch and has gotten yes. a ton of action figure love because, and this is one thing I'm sure they had in mind when they did this. If you look at 1995, even though it's a down year, it's a bad year for the Undertaker. You know, he's locked in with Mabel. He's kind of finishing up with Kama. He has King Kong Bundy at WrestleMania, but at the end of the year, he breaks his orbital bone and they put him under a mask. You would think even in that era, there would have been more of the mask undertaker made into some sort of merchandise. 
Yeah, you would think. And then you would think that they would, you know, capitalize on it, you know, like in a merch stand or a catalog item, you know, a, a replica Undertaker mask, something that they can, um, you know, sell to people, um, you know, anywhere. You know, it's, you know, they could have made a plastic cheap mask for, you know, but something to capitalize it on, but they don't. So it's like it takes like until but two years ago when they had that Undertaker collector box at, on WWE Shop that they actually released a, uh, a new generation Undertaker mask. Oh, did they really? Yes. Oh, wow. See, I didn't even know that. And is it mm-hmm. very much uh, uh, a close copy of the original? Yes. It's, uh, it's almost like something you would find in like a Halloween, sh- uh, Halloween store. Oh, it's like an elastic band in the back, and it's it's a very good replica of his mask. That's why I have you here today to fill me in on the the stuff that I wasn't aware of that is already out there. Now, the figure did get the elite treatment fairly recently with the mm-hmm. the full mask. Um, how is that in terms of the collectability? Is that a sought after figure, or do the new generation era figures not get as much love? No, I, I would say, you know, that's a very sought-after figure. They they released him in his purple attire three times. Uh, Elite 23, they re-released him in a, a Lost Legends series, and then they totally revamped the figure in the Legends series last year, uh, you know, giving him a different uh, head sculpt, the hair in the face, a different type of uh, soft goods jacket that made him the standout figure of that uh, legend series it was it still holds value a couple years later now uh probably one of the most sought after figures of that le- early uh legends oh wow um, revamp of the series because what i what i always liked about the new generation undertaker and it's something that even with the action figures uh you see him on the store pegs he just pops right because he ha- it, it pops more to me than the early dead man because the purple it catches your eye so much better. And not only do you have the purple gloves and the boots, but you have the mask that adds an extra accessory to him. You have the uh, the hair in his face. It just adds mystique to the figure. And it just, you know, it captures your eye when all the other wrestlers, uh, you know, he's in a line of with Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. And um, I don't know who the other figure is in that set, but uh, you know, it's other people that are in black. But Undertaker, even though he's in black, he has the purple added right. to him, and then it pops automatically to your eyes. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great point because, I mean, I remember when they made the transition. We talked about it a lot. SummerSlam 94, when he comes back, mm-hmm. uh, he's got the purple. Now, I'll, I'll be on the flip side of that. I like the gray version more because I'm truer to that original look. And, again, that being more my era in the early ni- – or the yeah, way early 90s, 90, 91 – um, mm-hmm. something about it where he was very much the dead man and really walking very slow and no selling the moves and the red hair being as bright red as it possibly could have or ever have been while in the WWF. I love the gray, but the purple completely agree stands out. But if I'm also mistaken, I believe the Jack's classic superstars, the first classic superstars paid tribute to the purple. And I'm yep. sure it was almost for the same exact reason. Yeah. Yeah, you're completely right. Uh, the first series, he was included in that, and they did his purple glove attire. Um, basically, I think for that same reason. They they made an attire that will stand out 
uh, amongst the rest of that superstars because they had Ultimate Warrior, they had Bret Hart, they had Shawn Michaels, uh, a lot of people with color. So, you know, they put The Undertaker with the most color he's had in his attire, and that, of course, is the purple gloves. Uh, so that is why, in my opinion, that's why they chose that. Yeah, you can't go wrong with the purple. Um, absolutely yeah, not. And, and in that early Jax time frame, you know, I, I've told the story before. The first time I saw the Jax figures, I was at a Bret Hart meet and greet in 1996. And the first thing everybody talked about was how KB had just landed, I guess, some sort of restock or some warehousing, uh, un uh, unboxing of a warehouse that had all these Hasbros in it, right? It was all the foreign cards. It was French. It was Spanish. It was this. It was that. And then all of a sudden, as we're looking at this three for 10 bin, we look up and we see these brand new Jax figures and we were shocked. It was quite the reveal. If it had the, you know, the little sound effect and the white light over it, it would have been perfectly <laughs> uh, played. But the Jax figures didn't really have that same appeal as the Hasbro figures. And if you were a Hasbro enthusiast, you had the first series, you know, you, you tried to get the second uh, red card series that had the cloak. Mm -hmm. And if you were smart enough, you got the mail order one. How, how would you compare the Jack's 96 release to those last two Hasbros, the mail away and the red card with the cloak? Uh, are, do you like the Jack's more or do you lean towards the Hasbros? Um, well, they, they each have their own personality to them, I would say. Um, you know, the Hasbro has the action. Uh, so, you know, of course, you know, have the, the that's more appealing if you are, are playing with the Hasbros. You know, it has you can actually do wrestling moves with the figures. And, of course, the, the bone crunchers, you know, you can, you know, crunch the bones of the figure. Uh, but I think I, I'm, I'm a fan of them both. But... Um, that's a, I would say, just looking at it, I like the Jacks uh, Bone Crunchers a little better, and just oh, wow. because, just because you know it's it's an action figure, you know it's a, it's a, it's the six inch figure, it's the purple gloves, it pops it pops on display, um, the the carding is you know very minimalist, but it has you know his photo on it, it has his logo on it. Uh, so it, it's nice to the, the collector eye, but of course the Hasbro is, is iconic. It's timeless. You know, it's his rookie action figure. And of course you have the, the second release with the cloak, uh, on the bright red card. So it, it's very hard to, you know, to choose between the two since they're, they're so different mm. and, uh, you know, made by different people, you know, different times in, and, uh, and has just different uh, different personalities, as I would say, but um, but I grew up with with the Jax figures, so there's right. a little bit more nostalgia to that for me. Yeah, and so that's why why I would lean more to Jax. But Hasbro's are you know that they're the one that set them up to for the Undertaker figures and those to come after them. So um, yeah, I'm a fan of both, but you know nostalgia plays a part, of course. Right. Yeah, we, we were like just getting money in our pockets when the jacks were hitting. So you talk to a guy that grew up in my era and you first got your first couple of bucks and you mm -hmm. bought every jacks figure because you were so dedicated to the Hasbro line that you were like, well, I just got to spend all my money on jacks because it's going to be the same thing. And then, you know, the bone crunching action, 
they broke that first series. You'd see like three hanging on a peg. The arms would be dangling off. The leg would be off. You'd open it up. They'd be flimsy. That yeah. first series was not well made. And that was a big part of us Hasbro uh, enthusiasts being like, no, we, we need to go back to the old way because this ain't going to work for us. Yeah, I, I know that there's a there's issues with the first like first run of series one before you know I think they uh, they corrected the issues before series two came out. That's where they had like the different um, different hook pegs. Right. So um, yeah, definitely yeah. Hairs bows are harder to break, so they were more they were meant to be played with. They were you know more withstanding towards uh, the doing the wrestling moves and everything, and. Um, I always remember the uh, much later. I, I watched the Hasbro commercials with the Undertaker and the Hasbro commercials. <laughs> yes, and just promoting the figure. You know, it feels like so out of character to be promoting action figures of him. But I just love everything about that. Um, so it's it's fun. I, I mean, both 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 figure lines are fun, and um, yeah, and like I said, both have their each each good personality and. Of course, in in series two, we get the glow in the dark Undertaker, which added even more personality to the figure. Yeah, I remember not loving that at the time. I I, I do have to say, uh, I do remember not loving that. But you're exactly right. Um, I can't deny uh, anything you, you said. That pretty uh, pretty damn good. Uh, but how about this? Now, the Undertaker for the maybe the merchandise that wasn't beating you over the head in the catalog that used to come out. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a black shirt, you know, with like a, a red face on it. He'd have, you know, the urn. He'd have mm-hmm. a foam finger with his glove uh, poster. But nah, nothing really beating you over the head. But he was prominently featured on a lot of magazines in the new generation years. Yes. Have you started to make your way into the magazine side of your collecting? Or is this one thing? Or do you go one... One single, uh, you know, uh, department at a time as you you're bringing your collection together. No, I mean, if I find something, you know, that I don't have while searching for stuff, and it's a it's a good deal, and it's something that I think would be eye catching, I definitely gravitate towards it. And magazines is definitely something that it's a good display piece. Um, I like when we're talking about new generation covers. I like the one of the two of the magazines that popped right into my mind is the like the up close photo of him. He has the hat, he has the hair in the face, and he has like his glove right by his face. That's the purple glove. Mm-hmm. Um, that that magazine cover stands out, and also uh, the betrayal cover with Paul Bearer holding the urn above Undertaker, about about to hit him over the head at SummerSlam '96. Uh, those two covers really really pop into my mind around this era for him. Okay, so now we're going to run the, the gamut here, all right? So I say the new generation starts when Monday Night Raw debuts, uh, January 1993. The Undertaker, and a, I guess a feud that never took off because he would depart the company in late 92, uh, Undertaker and Nails are featured on the January 93 issue of WWF Magazine. Do you have yes. that presently in your collection? I do. Oh, Okay. Very nice. Um, do you go off of any of the opponents? Do you like to uh, diversify with them? Or is, again, is it ev- anybody and everybody? Really, anybody, anybody. If Undertaker's featured on a cover or a trading card, um, you know, that's, that's what I classify as a piece of Undertaker memorabilia. 
All right. How about this one? We'll go a little bit up the calendar in terms of the timeline. How about November 1995 sporting a early version of the American badass as he's riding a, a pretty spiffy Undertaker motorcycle? Yes. Yes. With Paul Bearer with him, right? Yes. And yes. like a couple of uh, looks like, I don't know, pizza men or something on motorcycles. These guys are kind of a ragtag bunch behind him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, very, very out of character. I mean, can you imagine New Generation Undertaker coming down on a motorcycle? Cannot. Uh, although, <laughs> you know, I mean, look, there was times if you saw a little glimpse of him in that era that wasn't on TV, you know, if he was on a talk show, or if he, you know, there's, there was something that he was in the background and he just had on like a bandana and you're like, oh, mm -hmm. what's that? You know, like what, what's going on there? Uh, you get a glimpse. Uh, how about this? How about the 1994 Undertaker's Gravest Matches Tombstone Special Edition magazine? Oh, I don't know if I know about that one. Oh, uh oh, we might have to uh, we might have to dig into the archives for that. I That's might have to. Yes, one of those special editions. How about this one? Uh, November '96, Rest in Pieces: The Betrayal of Paul Bearer. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Classic. Yeah. It is. Are you partial to the Paul Bearer years, or do you like the Undertaker solo years? Um, I like them both. Um, Paul Bearer was a necessary part of the Undertaker character. Uh, you know, just him giving, you know, talking, uh, the interviews, the the whole presence of him leading him down the aisle with the urn, and I think you know it was a necessary change. To have Undertaker break off, uh, you know, fight people that Paul Bearer would now manage so that they, you know, Undertaker go through a whole new list of challengers with Paul Bearer, you know, bringing in Mankind, bringing in Vader. Uh, so you have Undertaker have a new mix of people to fight against. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm definitely partial to Paul Bearer's time with him and also that, that breakaway that he needed. So that brings us to Kane. And that storyline ushers us into the Attitude Era uh, before, you know, we get the rejoining together at, at the ministry. Uh, so I think that Paul Barrett was much needed for the early years and also much needed for that transition time to break away from him before coming back together at the end of the 90s. Wow, that's very, uh, very well put. I only got one last uh, magazine for you, and I feel this one is one of the more important ones only because of who else is focused in on, on this cover. And that is July 1993. You got a very prominent Undertaker photo. But one of the articles in this magazine is why I remember buying this one specifically. And it was teasing Hulk Hogan versus Bret Hart. Ooh. Do we not uh, have yes, that, that one? Is that, is that the one when, yeah, he's like looking down at you yes. with the glove? Yes. Yes. Okay, got to have that one. I mean, I remember that seeing that one in the store specifically. And, you know, I, I had to pick my spots when it came to my mom and the magazine purchasing. Mm -hmm. This one I had to have because I had to know about a potential Hogan and Bret Hart uh, matchup. Uh, so Undertaker was just icing on the cake for, yes. the, uh, for the magazine purchase. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, before we get to the wrap-up here, give me the holy grail. We don't need to... Uh, stay in this boundary. I'll let you cross out of it and into the, the more current realm if you need to be. Give me the, the biggest piece you have and the biggest piece on your want list. 
Oh, well, the biggest piece on my want list uh, is two of them. I would love the, the Hasbro mail away. And I would love the one of 100 uh, Jack's classic glow-in-the-dark Undertaker. Oh, wow. Well, pre so, be prepared to pay for that one. <laughs> yes, yes. That's, that's why it's a holy grail for a reason. Uh, definitely, you know, way out there. And, uh, but those, those two things definitely spring to mind. Um, biggest piece in my collection, um, you know, it, it varies, you know, some things hold more nostalgic value, some things hold more monetary value. Um, but I, I, I love having, um, I love having like so many different pieces of the Undertaker's career, um, you know, in figure form, you know, I, I love having that series four Hasbro in my collection. Yeah. I love, I great. love having, I love having the Jack's classics. Uh, I mean, the Jack's uh, BCA series one in my collection, you know, it's, it's necessary parts of not only Undertaker's career, but also uh, his, you know, his figure evolution. So I, 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 I can't put like a, like a biggest piece of my collection, you know, I can't really point that out there. Cause you know, like um, I have one, one of the best things I have is the uh, the Jack's classic one of uh, three thousand. Okay. Undertaker uh, classic superstars. I have you know the Hasbro series four. I have um, the last classic superstars released. I have the Mattel series or every one the Mattel put out. Um, but yeah, I just like having like different parts of his character evolution and figure evolution. Uh, represented in in different figure form. Hey, look, man, you can't deny that you definitely have a passion for uh, the Undertaker. Thank you. And yeah. That's not a bad thing, especially now <laughs> where we have the ability to share that with the world. Yes, uh, as as anybody who can making a podcast now. So, send the listeners your way. Where can they get the podcast and give them a little brief synopsis of what they can expect every week? Well, they can get the podcast wherever they get their podcasts. I'm available on iTunes, Spotify, and basically everything else in between. I am uh, available on Twitter at Collect Up Dead and on Instagram at Collecting Dead Man. And basically every week we I discuss Undertaker merchandise, memories, and more. Talking about different Undertaker matches, uh, give like a top 10 or top 5 rundown on my favorite piece of, uh, could be Undertaker merchandise, action figures, match types, rivals, everything else in between. Talk about Undertaker news, action figure news, uh, go for weekly purchases. And uh, we wrap it up with like the worst piece of Undertaker merchandise uh, ever put out there. That's a weekly segment. So it's like a little bit of everything wrapped into uh, one big show for The Undertaker. Where does the uh, the one, what is it, the uh, or is it Austin I'm thinking of? Was it like a wall hanger that was like a uh, like an alarm for your room or something that you put on the wall? Is that Austin or was that Undertaker? Both of them. Under, oh, they, under, I thought so. <laughs> and Undertaker, Austin, and Sable each have one. Oh, they gave one to Sable? They gave one to Sable. Wow. What's the, what's the current worst piece of Undertaker memorabilia? Oh, my God. I mean... Um... There is something called a grow things where you, he comes in a, it's like a little two inch thing that you put into water and he grows like 10 times its size. Uh, the only problem is after it grows, it's like completely like mush. 
deformed and it like feels like silly putty so it doesn't work okay that so it's like it's almost like a like the dinosaur right you're supposed to yes. spray the oh that's ridiculous yes that's it pretty is bad. yes it is <laughs> um okay i had i remember having the wwf banger of the undertaker yes. mm-hmm. where you bang him and does he talk or does he grunt uh he's supposed to talk but i i think it just comes out as grunts okay i remember having that i had yeah. an undertaker water bottle that had a very like yes. articulated face um with you know a, a great scowl um yeah. and a big straw coming out of the top of his cranium yeah i'm gonna um, take a coin bank yeah okay like a... yep that's 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 not bad i didn't have that i had the cane uh statue piece that you took the um the the mask off and the rumor mm-hmm. was it was the undertaker uh yeah could could be or couldn't be um but yeah there were some doozies out there definitely yeah, with the yeah. with the dead man undertaker squirt head that's always a good one i believe i had the uh that night is that a 91 92 squirt head i believe 98 they re- oh 98 oh they oh that's right yes i remember it came in like a mesh baggy yes. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Oh, Maximum Sweat Undertaker. Yes. That's the on the bad list. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, uh, the Attitude Racing car that comes with like a little miniature Undertaker figure that you really can't see any detail to it. But okay, everybody had that though. I remember Rock had yeah. one of those, and Rock Austin on, had yeah. one. Interesting. Well, we could go on for for a long time. We here, could. But... We could. <laughs> I'll leave that to the uh, the uh, the Collecting Dead Man podcast. Uh, Steven, it was great to talk to you and uh, appreciate you spending the time with us tonight. We will get out of here for this week and catch you next time for another new Generation Declassified. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Chad E&B. On Instagram, it's at IB Exclusives. My website is IBExclusives.com. Check out all the recent signings and all the latest happenings in the IB Exclusives world uh, over there. This website is TMPTEmpire.com all the podcasts under the TMPT umbrella in one home at TMPTEmpire.com. Uh, that's enough out of both of us. We're going to go back to talking about collecting the dead man uh, somewhere else. So for Steven Z and collecting dead man podcast, this is your old buddy, the Chadster. We will catch you on the flip side. Thanks for listening to the two man power trip of wrestling. What the world is downloading.